Welcome to the Orange Crest Community Church Podcast. Our hope is that this weekly podcast provides both encouragement and challenge as you move forward in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for listening. Welcome again to OCC. We're glad that you're worshiping today with us. We are wrapping up a series we've been on since Easter, and we've been looking at, in this series, some of the major turning points and decision points in our lives that that really become the story that we end up telling. And on Easter, we started with the resurrection story and how it, for us, becomes this decision point to start new and to allow God to be the author of our story, to receive Christ into our lives and let Jesus start leading us through life. And week two, we looked at how to counteract some of the uh, habits and ways of thinking that are really blocking our progress. Last week, we talked about how to trust God and, and to move forward in faith when it just is scary at times or frightening to take steps of faith. And today I want to focus on this issue of deciding to stay when you would rather run. Whether running from people or circumstances or commitments, uh, there's a real temptation that comes up to bail and bolt on on things when the pressure gets turned on in our lives. For example, and here just to have some fun again with this, would you run from, let's say, a snarling dog? Or would you stand your ground? Would you stay? Some of you, you're good with dogs. You're not intimidated by snarling dogs. And so you, how about this? Would you run from this? A bear. Would you run from a bear? Some of you are like, yeah. But should you run from a bear? <laughs> I've been told they can outrun you. Doesn't it kind of depend on the bear? Some, there's some disagreeing, there's some agreeing. I, honestly, we should figure this out before we're in that situation. <laughs> I know there's some bears that you're supposed to play dead. Who could actually do that? Or, or you know, some is like, get really big, get with a group of people, throw rocks at it. But how do you tell the difference between the brown or the black in the moment? You know, like, is it is it brown? Is it black? kind of looks dark. I don't know. What do you do with a darker shaded bear? What about this? Would you run from the law? Remember the Dukes of Hazard? They were running from the law constantly. They, this was like a fun game for them, though, right? To be chased by the local sheriff. Uh, what about this? A bully. Do you run from that? What about promotion? Some people are like, I don't want a promotion because that's going to be more responsibility. With my job, I like that I can just leave it at work. But if I take on more responsibility, then I have to take my work home with me. I have to think about this more and more. I more responsible if I if I keep growing this business and sometimes it's just I'd prefer to just uh, run from that experience or or what about this the IRS <laughs> just had tax day you know do you run from them what about this an argument confrontation pressure I'm sure we've all been tempted to run haven't we we've all been tempted where the pressure in life just heats up and we feel like things are weighing down on us and we think, man, I, I've got to get out of this situation. I need, I need something a little lighter, a little easier, a little less pressure. Uh, around years three and four here as a church, we're about ten years in as a church, but around year three to year four, that was just a lot of pressure because a lot of our support that we had financially to get this church off the ground, there was a two- to three-year commitment for churches and denominations and people that said, hey, we'll help you get this church off the ground. But after that, Support dried up, and it was just our people 
our church family at that time to support this work to move forward. It was a real, real challenge. And the pressure was just, it was tight. It kept squeezing. And then the bills kept coming into the church. And it was just, it was a real challenge. And around that time, we hired our first, uh, our second full-time staff member to come on, on our staff, Bruce Wood. And it was like I was inviting him to get in a ship that had some holes in it. And we were just trying to plug holes, a bunch of families, you know, and, and God kept us afloat. But the pressure was mounting. Last night, our, our launch team that started this church met with the team that's launching a church in North Fontana. We've been talking about this church that's planting from within our network. It's called Ridgeview Church. And we, along with several churches, uh, during our Christmas offering, gave to help that church get off the ground. They're starting in September. They're moving in just a few months to plant a new church in North Montana. There's a lot of new homes and tracks being built along the base of that uh, like kind of Mount Baldy area. And just north on the 15 above Rancho Cucamonga. But as we're meeting with this launch team, we could flash back to 10 years ago and what it was like to start this church and the fears and the concerns and just... Talking to them about, hey, hang in there under the pressure that's coming. Because there is, is coming. If you're going to start something, whether a church or a business or, you know, it, it, the pressure is coming. And we don't want to paint a, a picture that would be inaccurate for them. But the real issue with us in life and with you, with all of us, is do I, do I bail or do I, do I stay under this pressure? And right now you may be feeling a strong pull to run far away from whatever is, is, adding pressure to your life, whether it's your job or, and you're just tired of it, or maybe it's your parenting, and you may be in a season. For some of you that are young parents, you're, it, parenting can be a drain, right, at points. Your children can drain a ton of energy from you, in case you didn't know that, in case you're wondering, why do I feel exhausted? Now, you wouldn't leave your kids, would you? But you might just check out mentally or emotionally. At times. And the temptation is, I'm just checking out. I'm going to escape. I'm going to escape from this pressure. Or, or maybe your marriage right now. You might be here and you are, it's just shaky right now. You're standing on shaky ground and you're just not sure you can keep doing the hard work that's required. And, and, I've, and I've sat with several in, in, in our church who, who it's just difficult. Is it going to get any easier? And that's the question that comes up. Is it always going to feel this hard? Am I always going to struggle to, 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 to be able to work on, on this relationship? Is it ever going to get, uh, you know, are we going to figure this out? Or maybe it's a friendship in your life that you're like, I, I am one more time. I'll give them one more chance. But they are so hard to get along with, so hard to love. And, and you find yourself getting bitter. And, and sometimes in life with all that we encounter, it just seems sometimes that it's just easier to just hit the eject button and get out of the situation and bail from the pressure. But in so many cases, as we're about to see in Scripture, often the best decision that you can make is to stay when it would be easier to go. Now, this is an important issue to understand. It's different from what we looked at last week, where God calls us out of what is safe to, to lead us forward in faith. Now, this is different in that sometimes God is keeping us in a really difficult, pressure-packed situation because he's trying to do something in our lives. And it's really up, for, up to us to really work through the decision process to figure out, is this a situation where I need to stay under the pressure, or is God calling me to, uh, to, to walk forward in faith? Uh, but be careful, because you can get yourself in real trouble on this issue if you bail from something that God uh, wants you to stay in. 
And so we're going to get to some real specific uh, life scenarios in a little bit. But uh, we're going to look at a story from the Old Testament. It's a great example of seeing God come through and provide in a very difficult chapter in a lady's life. This is Ruth's story. Ruth, her story is one that's worth telling again and again and again. It's, I think it's the eighth book in the Bible, so it's in the early part of the Bible. The story begins with a lady named Naomi who has two daughters-in-law, two daughter-in-laws. Their names are Orpah and Ruth. So you got Naomi and her, her two daughters-in-law. And you can read the whole story for yourself in the book of Ruth. I'm going to give you a little bit of background about the story. In, in Naomi and Ruth's world, a husband's death was really a, a severe, severe tragedy when a husband died. And because women, 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 women weren't just free to go out on their own to find work. They were practically, without a husband, unemployable. And so the death of a husband or the death of a father would almost reduce them to the status of a beggar or a bit lower than a slave. And so the Bible tells this story about a circumstance where uh, husbands start dying and these ladies are left um, with a lot of questions and a lot of decisions. And so uh, Naomi, this, this, some backstory on Naomi. Naomi was married to a man, and it was during a period of time where there was a famine in the land. These were uh, Jewish families. Naomi and her husband were Jewish, and they had to leave their homeland and go to kind of find where there was food. And so they left in this famine point, and they end up in the, the land of Moab. And while they're in Moab, they settle there because there's, there's food for them. They could survive there. Well, they bring with them, Naomi and her husband, they bring their two sons. And while they're there, the sons grow up there in Moab. And the sons marry Moabite women. And so they take these wives. And in the course of time, uh, Naomi's husband dies there in Moab. And after the loss of Naomi's husband, her two sons, who are now adults, they also die tragically. Okay, So that's the backstory of Naomi and, and Ruth. And it's important to note that Ruth didn't stay hoping that God was going to bless her. She just stayed because she was believing that it was the right thing to do, to go with Naomi. And God blessed her because of her decision to do what was right towards her mother-in-law. Now, all of us, we at some point or in several points in our lives, we come to a crossroad in our lives where we're going to have to make a similar decision. And this is actually going to happen probably time and time again. Should I stay the course when it would seem easier to walk away. And the decision that you make will determine the story you will tell in decades. This is going to this is these types of decisions will write our story. So that's one thing. God works for us. Also when I stay under the pressure, God works in me. He's working something in Ruth, in her life. Now when you decide to follow Christ and you line up your life with God's ways, it requires a major overhaul of your thinking. And as you get into God's word, that's the way he, he develops our character. You get into the Bible for yourself, you wrestle with God's truth, and you start working it into your life and applying it. Now, one of the core truths you learn in the Bible is that when you choose to endure trouble, there's an opportunity that you would miss if you squirm out from under the pressure that, that is coming, or, the, or maybe that the trouble is attached to. We, we squirm, but... We need to stay under the pressure God brings to work in us and to refine some things, to develop the character in us. And if I stay under the pressure, God, he has an opportunity to work, 
to build a story and a life that really can bring glory to him. And sometimes this is what it is. He is building that character in us. Look at James 1. Here's an example of this in the New Testament. James writes, Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know the testing of your faith develops perseverance. The pressure, the trouble, the challenge. This is developing something that's called perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking in anything. In the Greek, the, the original language of the, the Bible in the New Testament is the Greek. And you've got, for this word perseverance, it literally means to stay under or to remain under. So perseverance, imagine the pressure of all of your circumstances that, that you say are just part of your life. Those things are weighing you down. Sometimes it feels like they're going to cause your life to pop and you're going to burst. You're like, I don't know if I can handle this any longer. I don't know how much longer I can deal with this pressure of this assignment or this relationship or of, of this commitment. And all this pressure, it's developing perseverance, the ability to remain under. The Greek is hupomone. It's, it's two words shoved together. The word, Greek word uh, meno, it just means uh, to wait or to stay or remain and and so you're staying under the pressure. You're not bailing from the pressure. You're not trying to run from the pressure. You're staying there and letting God work. And in my experience, I've discovered that the amount of pressure that I experience is often in direct proportion to the significance of the goal I'm trying to accomplish. Again, the amount of pressure you're experiencing is tied. It is tied to the significance of the goal you're trying to accomplish and the potential impact. So if you're really setting after something really important, then you can count on some pressure coming. Some, and if it's really hard pressure, it may be because you put your hand to some things that are really challenging and that can make a huge impact for decades. This goes for marriage. It, it ain't easy. This goes for parenting. It ain't easy. This goes for serving people in ministry. Encouraging friendships, sharing your faith, important projects at work, establishing a business that would be a help to many, and on and on. If, if, if these are significant commitments and goals, then the amount of pressure you're facing will be tied to the, to the potential impact of those things that we're involved in. And what we have to do is we have to guard against a big setup in our mind. We have this huge setup. Here, here's the setup. In the arenas of our life that deeply matter to us, we tend to sort of run a, a video in our mind of the perfect relationship and how it should be, or that ideal project flow. And that the setup is we, we expect it to be perfect with no pressure and with no trouble. So when the trouble shows up in our marriage or with our kids or, or there's pushback when we try to share our faith or the project hits a bog and, and it may even derail we get discouraged and we're tempted to bail because we think, oh, this must not be, this wasn't what I envisioned here. It was supposed to be perfect. It was supposed to be ideal. We need to expect this. We need to expect the amount of pressure to match the significance of the goal. Otherwise, you're set up in life to be disappointed and to run and bail from things that God is actually using for a purpose. You don't always see it fully right now. When we miss that, we squirm out from under the pressure. We say, oh, somebody else will handle that, or it's too hard. When staying would actually allow God to work in us, refining some character. 
And it's only by staying do I get to give God really the opportunity to do that work in strengthening my character. Under the pressure, we often think, you know, I'm going to hit the pause button on things like praying or or reading my my Bible or attending church. Sometimes the pressure comes and we're like, you know what, I'm just going to wait it out. I'm going to set this aside and I'm going to let the trouble blow over and then I'll get back into these things. But these are the very things that God is using to strengthen you. It's through God's resources that he provides if we lean into them and depend on God and, and grow closer and draw closer to him under the pressure that God will work in us to give perspective, to give encouragement, to strengthen us, to give us hope to move forward. Now, here's what I'm not saying, and I'm certainly not suggesting. I'm not suggesting that you stay in an abusive circumstance. So if you're in an abusive circumstance, don't hear me say that's God's will for you to to suffer in in a relationship that is abusive uh, or where God's boundaries are being broken through. God doesn't want you to stay in, in those types of circumstances. But you, you may need to talk to someone about your circumstances to really get to get clear on what you're really facing. But in, in other normal situations, when the pressure to run just kind of comes to you, that's when God can work in you if you'll stay under the pressure. So he works for us. He works in us. And finally, when I decide to stay, God works through us. He works through our life, through, through my life, through your life. If you're a Christ follower, Jesus, he's your ultimate example. Our theme verse for this whole series reveals the truth that God can work through us to bless others if we endure. Look at Hebrews 12, verses 2 and 3. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter. If we say, I want God to author, or Jesus to be the author of our story, we fix our eyes on him, the author. He's the starter, he's the finisher. Of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross. This word endured is the same Greek word that James uses for perseverance. The word endurance and perseverance, interchangeable words for us in English. It's the same Greek word, hupomone, to stay under. He stayed under the pressure and the weight of the cross. He endured the cross, scorning its shame. And he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Verse 3, consider him. Consider Jesus who endured, again, hupomone, to stay under, remain under. He endured such opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. The amount of pressure that Jesus endured on the cross was incredible. None of us can identify with that pressure. None of us can identify with the pain. You, you've been in some painful uh, circumstances, but none of us can fully identify with that pain that he was under. The physical pain and anguish, the emotional pain and anguish. Uh, watching films, you can kind of get a sense when you read the scripture, but watching films gives us a little more of a lifelike uh, sense of what that must have been like, but it gives us a deep sense of gratitude for what Jesus endured for all of us to find forgiveness, to be able to have the opportunity to, to be forgiven. But this passage says that he endured the cross for the joy set before him. Basically, he refused to bail out from under the pressure because he knew what the cross was going to accomplish. He, he, for the joy set before him. Hebrews 12, 2, it gives direction on what we should do when we're under pressure. Again, let's fix our eyes on Jesus, he, he writes. Fix our eyes, focus, lock our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. 
the one who endured. So if you hang in there under the circumstances, under the pressure, then God has an opportunity to work through your life to fulfill his purposes, just like he did in Jesus' life. He can work through your life. But if you bail, if you escape out from under the pressure and you bail, whether from your commitments, whether from your promises and giving your word, whether from the relationships that you're, that you're committed to, if you bail, then he will still, God will still fulfill his purposes, but you will miss out on being used by him to do those things. He'll, he'll, he'll work around you. He'll work through someone else. But if we bail from something he has brought to work through us, he'll, he'll still accomplish his purposes, but he'll do it in some other means through some other person. So back to Ruth's story, and this is really, I think, one of the more powerful parts of it is her story continued far beyond her lifetime to the generations that followed. Now, Ruth, she, she marries Boaz. Again, read it. You've got to read the story, okay? You can come and talk to me after you've read it. Like, why this? Why that? That was interesting. That was different. Um, I guarantee you, you'll have some questions. So read it a few times, and then we can talk about it. But Ruth ended up being, Ruth married uh, Boaz, and they have a son together, and his name was Obed. Okay, Obed. And then Obed has a son whose name is Jesse. And Jesse has a son whose name is David, who becomes the greatest king in Israel. And, and the one through whose, whose lineage the Messiah was born, through the line of David, King David. So Ruth is the great-grandmother of King David. God was working something through her that, who knew? <laughs> she didn't know. Naomi didn't know. Now Ruth is one of the four women listed in the genealogy of Jesus. So you can read Jesus' genealogy in Matthew 1, verse 5, and you can see her name listed there as the great-grandmother. But if Ruth would have ran out from under the pressure, then her story would have been far less significant. The easy life back in, in Moab with her family and provided for, I mean, it would have been a totally different story than what we now read. And I don't know what God is doing in your life right now, but where are you feeling the most pressure? If you could identify this is where the pressure. Identify where is the pressure in your life. Maybe one area or two areas. But get very specific right now. And maybe you just need to close your eyes and, and pray right now. And just and why don't we do that? And we just ask God to show us where the pressure is. Where am I tempted to escape out from under the pressure? Just maybe close your eyes so you're not distracted. And just say, God, would you show me right now where I'm, where the temptation is to run? It seems easier if I would run from these things. But God, I believe you can work for me, in me, and through me as I hang in there and remain under the pressure that you brought for your purposes. Spend a moment in prayer.
the decision to stay, whether in your marriage or to bear up under the pressure and weight of parenting or in a friendship that's difficult or on your job or in your, in your school degree program. Some of you are approaching finals right now and you're like, eh, I'll take that course again next year. I'm, I'm getting buried and I've given up in my mind. Or at work or, or on and on. Or ministry responsibilities, commitments, and it's, it's difficult. There's pressure weighing in on you. Or the season of your life that you're living in right now, the stage of your life. Maybe it's not what you thought it would be. But what we've been saying is this. Often the best decision you can make is to stay when it would be easier to go. And you know, there's parts of the Bible where it's like a real page turn. You're like, oh my gosh, I, I never expected the turn of events. And it's because people either went in faith or stayed in faith. You know, they, they moved forward like Peter and they trusted in faith or or like Ruth, they decided to stay under the pressure. And it's a real page turner because like, I don't know how God's going to work this out. And that's actually how our lives are. <laughs> we're, we're, I don't know how this is going to work out if I stay under this pressure. But how exciting to be people who would trust God and that, that we would allow God. We would trust God and we, we would remain in faith and that God could work through, uh, through these circumstances that we're facing right now for good. You'll see these next steps here, and as our worship team comes up, I want you to just get real specific. Stay, the first one is stay in a tough situation and ask God for help. Maybe you'd, you'd come here with your mind made up on some things in, in regard to your life. And maybe today... God's word has challenged you to stay under the pressure, keep your commitments, to do the hard work that's going to be required, to reaffirm and renew your focus on the things that are priorities in your life. Maybe today you're just, I had a guy after first service came up to me and he just said, you know what, God spoke so clearly to me. I, 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 I was really struggling and wrestling. God just spoke through that passage and just, it gave me what I needed to, to endure, and I'm just really grateful. And so I just want to encourage you um, to remain under the pressure that God has brought, and, and I encourage you to have a follow-up conversation. You talk to God about this. Don't just leave, but talk to God further about this in prayer. And maybe follow up with your group leader, if you're in a small group, or one of our staff members, um, but we would just love to, to hear how God is, uh, has been using this series in your life. Let's, let's pray. Father, again, we just thank you for this time. We ask you for help to move forward, Lord, in, uh, in responding to you, Lord. Help us in our decision-making and our sorting, Lord. Would you be uh, guiding us to your truth and helping us to identify the lies that show up, Lord, that would uh, keep us from, from your plan and your will and your purposes, Lord. We look to you. Help us to fix our eyes, lock our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Would you continue to write your story, one you're pleased with in our lives. Pray for these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us today. We pray you've been encouraged by the message and equipped to move forward in obedience to God's word. Join us again next week for another Orange Crest Community Church podcast.